Hello, everyone, and thanks for joining us on this special edition of the True Philadelphia podcast. This includes a recent interview that I did on Inside Story, which you can watch on 6ABC, with a special person, Dr. R.G. Allen Wilson. I really enjoyed our conversation because she gave us so many ways and so much advice on how to maintain and build positivity in the face of everything that's going on in this year of 2020. I hope you enjoy this. Tell you what, a new school year typically brings hope, excitement, sometimes celebration, and a little bit of stress. I think you would agree that this year the stress part went up exponentially. Many schools have begun with virtual learning plans, which means a household, a single household, can become a living space, a workspace, and a classroom all at once, all within four walls. That can be stressful for any family. The COVID-19 pandemic has broken the lid off a whole host of issues that have been bubbling near the surface, joblessness and poverty, systemic racism, the upcoming presidential election, uncertainty about one's future. A national study out of Brown University found that people reporting signs of depression skyrocketed from 9% before the pandemic hit to 28% right after. Clearly, so many of us need to take a breath and find some positivity. So we are going to get our heads back into the game. And to help do that, Dr. R.G. Allen Wilson joins us. She is a family and relationship therapist and author of the book, Courageous Conversations Connect. Dr. R.G., we had such a great time. We the first time in Inside Story. We brought you back. Oh, it's good to be here, Matt. Thanks for having me. Great to see you. Uh, you're in your office there in Winfield. T- tell me for one thing, Dr. R.G., where is everyone at right now? Oh, listen, Matt, I, I love your title, Get Your Head Right, Get Your Head in the Game, if you will, because sometimes we need a checkup from the neck up. And, and I've got to tell you, my families, my young people, you know, they're struggling. We're all struggling with this new norm. So even when you think about, like, how do you reset? How do you create a new paradigm shift? I say in the Courageous Conversations Connect, you got to have, like, five A's. Really focus on accepting that we are not where we used to be. We're in this new norm. Reset, then adjust. Adjust to the new expectations, if you will, so that you can recalibrate. Then adapt. When you adapt, you begin to develop new strategies, new techniques, new skills for this fall quarter because we want to kill it. We want to win, right, in terms of managing all of this, but it's a lot. Then we can appreciate how far we've come. But we've got to acknowledge that we need a new attitude in order to get through. Also, I would say some of the parents are struggling with this online learning with their students. They're still at home. There's some practical things that you can do. Create a new schedule for yourself. Sit down with your kids and say, look, we've got to do something a little bit different. Purge your workspaces and then talk about when you're going to have your break times, when you're going to have your work times. Get some air, right? Go out there and take a little bit of a break, if you will, so that you're not sitting at your desk the whole time. And then breathe. Embrace change. Most of us don't like change, but we need to embrace it. And I got to say, also, kids need structure, predictability, and consistency. So if you can provide that even when they're home, that's a good thing. Let's go back to March. That was when all these shutdowns began. That's when things really raced forward and we suddenly realized we are in the midst of a a massive world pandemic. And during that time, you and I maybe probably were like, well, you know, if we can only get through maybe the next three months or four or, or even six. It's been six months, Dr. Argy. How do you get over the fact that your expectations that things would be back to normal by now is not going to happen? 
Yeah, you know, when we talked back in March, we all thought that this was going to be over pretty soon, and we were going to kind of buckle down, and we were going to grow through it, if you will. And then now we're at six months, and we're like, we're still here. So it can be a little bit disappointing. We've got to really reevaluate again how far we've come. We've got to figure out how we grow through to the next quarter, if you will, going into the fall, getting your head in the game. And then we've got to just appreciate that I say in Courageous Conversations, connect. There's a pathway forward, but you've got to take into consideration resetting your mindset with intentional thoughts from the inside out. So have a safety care plan, have a self-care plan, have a relational care plan. Understand that change happens. And what we resist are the things that we stay paralyzed in, the things that we stay stuck in. So don't resist it. Move forward and grow through it, not just go through it. It's going to be a long haul. We know that this is a marathon, not a sprint now. But if we stay safe, Matt, then anything is possible. We just need to get through the other side safe and sound with our children and our heads right so we can stay in the game. Some of the national headlines are really depressing with Americans battling each other over race, over politics, over how to repair the economy, how to get through the pandemic. What are the right things to do? What do you say to an individual who sees all this going on, all this chaos and just feels completely helpless? Well, you know, what I say to most folks is that, you know, helplessness can be a state of mind. We're all stressed out, right? Cut ourselves some slack, right? When I say slack, I mean, how are we showing up? That's the acronym for slack. Then how are we listening, learning, and leading? How do we acknowledge what we did well and what we didn't do so well? And then how do we commit to the long haul so that we can then move forward being kinder to another, one another? I found that you know light overrides darkness all, every, every time. And so think about the changes and moving to a place of success. Adapt to new roles. Most of us don't want to adapt, adapt to new roles. And when we talk about, quite frankly, Mac, the social um, equity inequities that are happening, the racial injustices, the police brutality that we're seeing, manage that. Be the concierge of your own life by managing the videos that you're taking in, manage the, the news that you're taking in, process that with someone, and even, quite frankly, seek help. It is okay to seek help from a therapist, from a, a, a spiritual advisor, from even a confidant, because we do have to talk about these things. We have to externalize our emotions, because I always say, if we don't feel then we cannot heal and we cannot heal what we don't reveal. So taking care of our own mental health this fall means that we have to process what we're going through so that we can heal through it and be better, not bitter on the other side. Dr. R.G. Semrush is a data analytics company and just yesterday sent us a release claiming divorce related searches on the Internet are up 11 percent compared to last year. And you yourself told me that you still see patients, uh, although virtually, and your business is good, unfortunately. Uh, how do you think the pandemic is impacting marriages and just flat out relationships? You know, it's, it's really hard when we talk about relationships, because I always say, Matt, that the extent to a healthy relationship is not how well we do when things are good. It's how well we do when things are not so good. If your communication wasn't good, if your commitment wasn't good, if your ability to compromise wasn't good, if you didn't have a great connection from the beginning, then now that we are layered with the pandemic, two pandemics, quite frankly, COVID-19 and systemic racism around Black Lives Matter and social injustice, that's going to 
create a wedge in that relationship. And what I would say is that yes, the divorce rate is up, depression is up, violence is up. And what we want to do is we want to acknowledge all of those things, acknowledge that we might be struggling and that we may need a little bit of help. It's okay to ask for help. Ask for help, get the help that you need, even in a therapeutic intervention, maybe even your spiritual advisor or somebody that you know you feel strongly that could be helpful and positive and create that positive energy. And then don't blame or displace onto the other person simply because you're not feeling well. You gotta talk this stuff out so that you don't act it out. And for those people that are really struggling in relationships, one of the things that I say is that you've gotta look inward. You cannot help someone else if you're not able to help yourself. So understand where you're struggling first, then begin to process all those things. Journal so that you can externalize those emotions and then begin to have what we like to call the courageous conversation. If you're holding on to all of that negative energy, then that relationship is gonna suffer. Whether it's your children, whether it's your partner, whether it's your parents. And the truth is that sometimes we just place on the people that we're closest to. And so try to not do that and then work towards building together so that you're stronger on the other side of this than weaker. The Black Lives Matter movement is almost mainstream in many ways, and so many people's eyes have been opened up to all the things that you have known for so long. And that's encouraging. But at the same time, when you lift the lid and you see all of the discrepancies in every single metric, it almost brings you back to the moment where there's just so much to do, too. So how do you resolve that? Well, you know, one of the things that we do is we have to be truthful, right? I believe that truth, trust, and transparency leads to transformational breakthroughs. So we've got to go on and be honest with what this is. Many of us have suffered with 401 years of systemic racism and social inequities, and we need allies. So get an ally, get someone to work with you and process with you so you don't feel so alone. Acknowledge your own story, understanding that as, as we stand in solidarity, as we speak up, as we show up, as we stand up for our rights, we then own that black lives do matter, but that doesn't mean that all lives don't matter. Externalizing our emotions and even identifying your own form of protest. There are many kinds of protests. We're all in a storm. We just may be just on different boats, as a friend told me. And so begin to make sure that you connect with people that either are like-minded or be courageous enough to stand with other people who have a different way of opinion and different form of opinion and don't participate in the cancel culture. What we wanna do is have common ground. Where do we agree on things versus disagree? Because the truth is we are more similar than we are different, but we have to find the ways in which uh, our lives, our human lives connect versus disconnect. And the truth is that we've gotta move into a place where we actually vote our conscience, be available for the rights that are available to us so that we move forward for a better nation. We all want to get to shore, right? I like your boat analogy, Dr. RG. I was speaking to Brian Tierney, who is a panelist on Inside Story, and he mentioned that, you know what? It's okay to admit that your own mental health is not good sometimes, and that shows a lot of strength sometimes. And you know what? I'll admit, I've woken up in the middle of the night sometimes, and I'm like, please just let this be a dream. And then you realize, well, it's not, and you have to get through another day. And and there are a lot more people with a lot more challenges than me. So I guess the question is, how do you tell other people that, you know what, it's okay to feel like you're kind of breaking down every now and then? 
Yeah, so, you know, one of the things that we talk about, especially in the Courageous Conversations Connect, is it's okay to have the courageous conversation, right? It's okay to share that you're not doing okay. As a matter of fact, sometimes that's the healthiest thing that you can do is to surrender to not feeling okay and then asking for help. You can do that with your children. That doesn't mean that your children have to take care of you, but they need to know that you're human. It also means that you then accept that there is work to do. We've got to roll up our sleeves, do the work on our mental health that is not separated from our physical health, and then seek people that can help to support us. Stay connected, get outside fresh air, talk about what you're experiencing, go back to the basics, level up on your technology. I know that we're kind of all in this Zoom space together, but level up on the technology so that you can connect with the people that will help you. And I also say, Matt, the four M's can be really helpful, mindfulness, meditation, meaningful engagement, movement, get your body moving, and then music. Those things can help us to take care of our mental health and stay in the game. And if we're still not doing well, seek therapeutic advice. It is healthy to process with someone that can really be available to you for that full hour or two hours and help you think about strategies that will allow you to level up on your mental health. The bottom line is we really are in this together and we need to support each other so that we help each other th to grow through this to the other side. Good music works every time, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. You, you know about the imposter syndrome, right? Absolutely. A lot of women report having this, a lot of successful people report having this, where you feel like even though I'm successful, someone's gonna find out I'm a fraud and I really didn't earn anything that I've gotten. How do people get over that? You know, some of that is about self-reflection. It's about self-exploration. Some of that has to do with our own self-esteem issues, our internalized feelings of not being enough. I even say uh, there's a last chapter in, in the book, Courageous Conversations Connect, that talks about enough. And it's the week specifically focuses on if you've had enough, if you feel like enough is enough, if you feel like, you know, you are enough, then how, now that it's time to move forward, not backwards. And as far as the imposter syndrome, all that is is a socially constructed idea that has become a part of us. And before we actually ever get set foot outside or take in negative messages from the external resources, we are already telling ourselves negative things. What I tell people is journal, thought substitution. Go from the negative messages to the positive messages. This idea that you are not enough came from somewhere. And if you created a habit and that internal message that continues to reverberate, then you can create another habit with a positive message about what you can do. And then begin to level up on those positive messages so they're more connected with your reality than the negative messages about yourself. But all that is the work that we have to do for ourselves. We cannot be good to other people. We cannot sow light into other people if we're not sowing light into ourselves and if we're not allowing ourselves to be free of those negative messages that keep us dropped down and depressed and feeling, quite frankly, hopeless and helpless. We've been talking for 15 minutes and I kind of feel better. <laughs> I hope the viewers do too. I hope they do too. It's always my pleasure to talk to you, yeah. Matt. Dr. R.G. Allen Wilson, thanks for joining us on Inside Story with some positivity for people on this Sunday. My pleasure. All right. Take care. And you take care as well at home. I'm Matt O'Donnell. Thanks for joining us in Inside Story. Action News is next.